Mama, hey, welcome to the Mom Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Comers, owner of Mom Culture. I'm just a mama who's winging it and hopefully winning it, trying hard to raise good humans while running my brand. On season two of our podcast, we're going to have even more authentic conversations about motherhood with some of my favorite mama friends. We're going to talk about how we navigate it all, pick our battles, run our business, and how we support our fellow mama kind. I hope you pick up a few nuggets of inspiration and information along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the chat. Okay, well, I think we turned it on. I think we got it. I think think we got it. I hear you. Do you hear me? I can hear you, yes. (laughs) So we have decided to attempt our first podcast since the whole pandemic started. It has been one year today since it was, uh, what do you say, uh, like the de- shutdown? deemed a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's been one year and about one month since we actually recorded a podcast. Wow. Can't believe it's been that long. I can't believe it's been that long. So just a little recap. We wrapped our season one in February. We said goodbye to Julie. Uh, she ended up moving to Arizona And we kind of carried on. And then come March, the world fell apart. Right. So we thought today would be a good day just because um, it's been a year to kind of just talk, regroup, reflect, think about the past year. Yep. Look back on all we've been through, all we've accomplished, some things we, you know, muddled through, but yet we made it. We survived. I mean, we're here on the other side right now. I, a little worse for the wear, that's for sure. I think everyone is a little worse for the wear. I, I agree with you. Um, I posted yesterday that meme that I shared with you just about running on fumes, and it resonated so much with so many because I think there's been ups and downs through this past year where you've, you know redone your garden and you've you know virtual schooled like a champ and you baked bread and then you know you kind of the days when you didn't get out of your pajamas and had cereal for dinner Yeah, yeah I think we've all been through that that range of emotions the days where you feel like oh it's no big deal we're gonna get through it everything's fine and then the days where you just wanna crawl under the covers and and be done yeah it's really been a huge uh, emotional roller coaster this past year. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of your takeaways from the last year? Wow, that's a good one. Um, takeaways are family. Um, I don't think I realized how much we spent or how much time we spent running, going, getting doing. here, getting there, doing this, doing that. Um, all that stopped. And, you know, you realize you, you can really live with less. You don't need all the running around and your kids maybe don't need as many activities. Uh, They're important and we miss a lot of them. But I don't know. I think we just, just family, just being together, seeing each other. It's been, that's been kind of nice. I agree with you. I realized that there was that they, you hear about it a lot, that glorification of busy. And we were, we were busy all the time, but we were busy doing what? I mean, some of it, yes, super important and great for kids, but we were always, always running around. And I agree with you that one of my biggest takeaways has been less is more. 
the last year has really showed me, you know, how much um, we really can live without. And one of those things you don't want to live without is your family. Yep, exactly. I feel the same way. I think we, um, like we said, activities for kids. I think my kids were doing, you know, two or three activities each. And we don't need all of that. I mean, they need, they need to find that one thing that makes them happy. And that's enough. And yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. My kids have actually been a lot happier um, just not running around. The first half of um, when things changed, I mean, none of us knew, you know, a year ago today, none of us knew that it was going to last this long. We thought, okay, you know, they were telling us two weeks and then they were telling us, well, maybe a month. And then it was like, you're going to finish the rest of the school year out at home. And we were like, okay. Okay. But we thought, oh, August, we'll be back August, September. School will be normal. Nothing to worry about. And then it came and things were not back to normal. And so one thing my kids had mentioned is how nice it was to not always be on the go. And that really hit me because I always thought that keeping them so busy and doing all these things was what you were supposed to do. But I never really, I guess, consulted them about it. And we were, we were always, always doing and going and busy and you know, now I, I want them still to have passions and to obviously join things, but it definitely gave us a different perspective that always doing and going, going, going doesn't always equal, you know, happiness. Exactly. I don't know about your kids, but I found my kids like befriending each other because they didn't have those outside friends or weren't able to get, you know, gather with them. And so I would see them, you know, going to get cards and playing a game together or just being creative and talking to each other, they would, I would hear them reminiscing about having lunch at school or things they used to do at school. And it was, it was really neat to see them, you know, look to each other for that sort of companionship and peers because they didn't have outside friends at that time. Lots of, um, I will say lots of bonding in the house, but it's again, with everything, it's been ups and downs, right? Same thing with us. We had great bonding and then we've had periods of time where they want to, you know, rip each other's hair out and they're chasing (laughs) each other around. So it's, you know, because the walls have, you know, kind of caved in a little bit here and there with the kids and it happens to all of us cabin fever, but the same thing, like my kids really rallied. I want to say early or early pandemic days, we were really doing really, really good. We bonded so much and we're spending so much time in our you know backyard and enjoying all these things and just kind of rediscovering each other. And getting to know each other even more because we were spending 24-7 locked in the house together. You know, we did so much. Um, the backyard, I really, uh, I took time like many moms I know did, you know, cleaned it up, put some elbow grease into it. I didn't plant a garden because I have, you know, a brown thumb. But we, you know, carved out this little space and I was reading with the kids a few times a week. I called it mom's book club and, you know, I'd have them popcorn read and, you know, they really bonded over that, you know, but as the time ticked on, I will say that they started to, you know, get a little bit over (laughs) each other. Right. Over all the time together. Definitely. I think we all, I think we've all been through it. I think as much as you love your family, you you kind of need time away from them too. And yeah. we haven't really had that. And as nice as it's been, you know, I think we all can appreciate that we all need our independence. Even our kids, when they go to school, that's their time to be themselves and to to find out who they are and how to deal with other people, other adults, other kids. And 
And that's important. And you know, we miss that. Yeah, the human connection, just outside connection too, of other, you know, friends and peers, 100%. I mean, I've missed hanging out with you. I mean, it was, we didn't what for, I want to say, wow, probably almost two months, really? Yeah. See, or because we didn't know, we, you know, we followed the guidelines and, you know, as a business, you know, we actually have a physical location. We had to shut down and it was hard. I missed that connection. I miss seeing you. I miss seeing Julie. I missed all of the moms that would come in here. Um, and just that break because this was, you know, my time away from the kids. So yeah, this was our mom zone. Yeah. You know, we would drop our kids off and know that they were safe for, you know, five and a half, six hours and we could come and just do our thing and focus on the work we had to do, the time we spent, like you said, customers would come and we loved it. We just loved chatting up these moms and knowing that this was maybe, you know, a moment of their day where they got to just get out, talk to another adult. Yeah, it was important. It, and it was one of like, I think the biggest emotional things was missing just that for me, the connection of other women. I thrive, as you know, and, you know, hanging out and just coming together in community. And that was, that was the hardest part is that isolation for you know me personally um and i see it in the kids at the beginning they did really good but as it's now a year they're really starting to miss um have you seen that within your own kids are they like starting to miss their peers and friendships and oh definitely sometimes they'll say things like well i don't have any friends my my third grader especially well i don't have any friends because he's young and you know, that last school year is so far away that the little friends he had, you know, he hasn't talked to them. He doesn't, you know, he's little. He doesn't interact with them. He doesn't text them. He I know, doesn't have it's that. different. So it's different for him, and he doesn't feel a connection really to anyone his own age. And I'm, like, that makes me sad for him. Thankfully, he has his sisters, and they, you know, they tease him and play with him and bully him, whatever, all the things that big sisters do. But it's different. It's different than having a little friend to play with. Um, so I miss that for him. I think that's been the hardest is the younger ones, I feel like, have in a way suffered so much more throughout this. The older ones have, you know, if they're fortunate enough, you know, they have a couple of friends that they can text and interact with. And as much as, you know, we've talked about media use here and how we allow that with our kids, um, it was hard. I know our uh, media use has increased Oh, definitely. so <laughs> much um, this last year. But it, you know, um, I talked to our child therapist and she mentioned she's like, it really is their only connection at the time. I mean, now people are gathering and starting to, you know, things are coming back, schools, some sports are back. So there is a level of that, you know, connection that's going to come back. But for the better part of this last year, they only could interact via text, yeah, text. Zoom you know, these online sources. And it's been hard because I have a love-hate relationship with it. But it was like, how can you take that away from them? Right. It was like, that was all they had. That was their connection to the outside world. But the little ones, they just they don't, don't have, that. have that. And it breaks my heart when, um, you know, when Fletcher, we went into shutdown, he was in first grade. He's going to go back as a third grader. That's crazy. And it's so crazy to me. Um, you know, so it's like, he was so little and he only got this chunk of, you know, his first year full day school, this little tiny chunk of it. And now when he goes back, I have no idea what it's going to look like. So I've had a harder time with with him, I think, in adjusting because the older kids have 
went to so much more quote unquote normal schooling and, you know, been out so much more that it's going to be, it's going to be hard, I think, for them to make the adjustment. Definitely. I know. Well, I have two kids. I have one in fifth grade who is, that'll be her last year of elementary. And then I have the eighth grader last year of middle school. And I'm bummed that they missed out on that last year. Like you're saying, they've, they've been to school, they've been in it for years. And that's, that's like the milestone. That's what you look forward to is being like, you know, top man, right? You're, yeah, you're the, the big dog. Grade. Yeah. You're the big dog there. So it's kind of sad that they both lost out on, on that final year at their, at their current school. I agree with you. We, we allowed the kids, you know, you know that we uh, see a child therapist here and there. And one of the things she said is to definitely allow them to talk about their feelings through this whole process as much as they wanted or, you know, as little or as much as they wanted and to allow them to really mourn those things. And we, we sat around and we talked about the things that they were missing. And, you know, they call it the olden days, like in our house. It's like, <laughs> do you remember the old days where we used to go here? We used to do that. And I'm like, yeah. Before COVID. Before COVID. Yes. Um, but that was one of the things my daughter, same age as yours, uh, you know, she's like, I waited. I've been in the school <laughs> since second grade and I waited and waited to be the big eighth grader. And I've never even got to walk the halls as an eighth grader. And one of the biggest things is our school does this annual. Um, it's called the Christmas Can Can Dance. Oh, yes. And she, you've seen it. I've yeah. Seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's they wear ugly sweaters and they do this whole montage of Christmas. And the best thing was the big eighth grade teacher that they all love joins in and does the dance. And she has watched this since second grade and waited to be one of the can can kids. And that one broke my heart for her. I was like, oh, because it's not it's not going to happen. Right. I actually emailed the principal and mentioned, because we still don't know even what graduation is going to look like for them, and I mentioned the loss of the can-can dance, and I said, if, that's the big if, if they get together for a graduation, any chance we can have Christmas in summer and they can do the can-can dance, and he was like, I'll take a mental note of it and see what we can do, because it was all these kids look forward to it, and it's silly, but it's like when you're a kid, those are the things you yeah. really look forward to it's like the highlight of your year right so I just this is all the little things I thought it would good to just you know allow them to process and you know mourn it but in doing that what I told them is we can think these things suck and we can be sad about them and we can feel them but we can't set in that suckiness and like wallow in it I've really tried this last year to focus on resilience and that you know we're doing good and we're, you know, better off than so many others and to just really be thankful. So I, I know that it's been hard, but I think that that's helped them. Um, just giving them that time to really process the emotions, but not let them just set in that because depression, I mean, it's staggering. It's real for so many kids. I mean, adults too, but the kids, I think we don't, I don't know if we don't acknowledge it. We don't give them credit. We don't think they should be depressed. But they are. They're just sad. You know, my kids, you know, we have great days and then we have days where everyone's crying. I mean, and it's okay because, you know, yeah. I've had those days too. Oh, I so know. I think it's okay to, to acknowledge that in our kids and say it's okay to be sad. Of course, it's okay to be disappointed. But let's also find the, the things joy. that we can yeah. be grateful for and the thankful for and know that it's going to get better. I keep telling my kids, you're going to have the best stories to tell your grandkids because right. <laughs> right, as the old man who had to walk uphill both ways to school, you're going to get to tell your kids that you 
you know, survived a pandemic and had to homeschool for a whole year and all the different things. So, you know, and you traded toilet for toilet paper. That's the big one. My (laughs) kids are like, we're going to tell our kids about the time there was no toilet paper. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, it's crazy to think about. And, and, you know, the, the world has gone through this before. It'll probably go through it again, but we will get through it. And it's just a matter of, yeah, your attitude is, is a big part of how you the mindset and yeah yeah, and get through it no I agree with you and that's been I think the only thing personally you know I've worked a lot in the last year on mindset Mm -hmm. and thankfully I had started our mindset practice um in our home like pretty early on um it started maybe two years ago and I'm like who knew that that (laughs) epiphany and that like practice was going to come in handy the way it did and because I swear it's the only thing that saved my sanity is just mindset Mindset. Yep. Changing your mindset. Flipping that switch constantly on those hard days. And then, you know, you do have days where you just can't flip the switch and you just have to allow it. And we take our mental health days. But and I think sometimes those days are good for everyone. You know, the days where no one gets out of their pajamas. Everyone just kind of hangs around, maybe watch a movie as a family. Maybe you just play some games and you're just all kind of laying around together. Those are okay days, too. And they help everyone. Because your kids, you know, you might not think you're doing anything for them because you're giving them, you know, a sandwich and a bowl of soup, but they love it. They they love if you're laying on the floor with them, playing a game, watching a movie, like they think that's awesome. And you're thinking, I I can't even get off the floor today, but, you know, they love it. So it kind of all balances out. So what has been one of your like most fond memories through this last year? Like looking back, do you have one that stands out? Um, you know what? I, ironically, it was going to the snow. It's one of those things that we have talked about for years. Just take our kids to the snow. We live in Southern California, so it doesn't snow here, but we get snow in our mountains. And, you know, my husband and I, every year, it has always been, well, to go to the snow, we got to buy boots for everyone. We got to buy all this gear. And it just seemed like, you know, just financially something we didn't want to do just for what an hour in the snow. And this year, you know, we just did it because we had time. There's nothing else to do. You have, you know, you can go outside. That's the one thing you can do. And we went with like whatever gear we had, some hand-me-down boots. We, you know, just put together a ragtag bunch of stuff. My kids had the best time. I can't even, it was, and we were there for maybe two hours. They played the heck out of that snow And, you know, for my two little ones, it was the first time they really saw snow. And so, I don't know, I just, that was one of my favorite memories because we were just there as a family outside and it was just a joy to see them get all wet and soggy and it didn't matter that we didn't have all the right gear. It was just a fun family time. I think that is one of my favorites too. I loved your photos when you sent them and (laughs) when you text me, you're like, we did it, we went to the snow. Because it's true, like we have these, I I think that we have all of these visions of how things are always supposed to be Mm -hmm. and, you know, how prepared, I mean, we're moms, we're supposed to be prepared and have all the things. But I think that this last year has really like, you're never really fully prepared for everything. And if you wait for everything to always be perfect and align, you're going to just miss it. And I think that this last year has really showed that, you know, if we don't start living, we're going to miss yeah. So many things. We're going to miss out on a lot of things. I think my biggest has been just um, the joy and how we've come together more as a family. I mean, the entire family's been home. You know, my husband's always worked and he's worked, you know, commuter life. So 
-hmm. He's gone sometimes before the kids wake up and, you know, he's home kind of late. And we've all just, um, you know, we've been home together and just really bonded. And one of my favorite things, again, is, you know, I focused so much last summer on my backyard and I finally set it up the way I liked it. And we were doing lunch every day out in the backyard and it was so fun and, you know, just laughing and enjoying each other. It's a time I don't think we'll ever have again because at some point life is going to kind of go back yep. to whatever the new norm may be. Our, the dads, our husbands, they're not going to be home in this right. capacity again. So I think for me, the most joy has been those times and just knowing how precious it really is. And like you said, like our girls are going to high school, you know, as hard as it's been, we always look back as moms and you, you know, oh, I wish we would have done this more. We would have done that. Like I thought about that so much this year and it helped with the mindset of we always want to go back and have more time. Now we have this time. We yeah. need to use it. Like really, really use it. it. The gift of time. Yeah. I mean, COVID gave us the gift of time, if nothing else. And think about the the, the gift for, for the dads. I know for my husband, just like yours, they work outside of the home. They're gone all day, early morning till late at night. Um, they miss out on a lot. And so with COVID, working from home, my husband's been there. He's been there to help the kids with their math. And he loves it. I mean, thank God. he's like, yeah, thank God, because <laughs> you know I can't do it. Me either. Um, but it was like, it was just sort of a an opportunity for him to interact with the kids in a way that he normally wouldn't because yeah. I always did homework with the kids. That was all done by the time he got home. So for him, he's like, oh, I'll go and read with Eli or I'll help Riley with this. And I thought, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, it was like a, you know, for me, it was a, a vacation from having to do all of that. But for him, it was a joy and it was a, a gift that he doesn't normally get to do. No, I agree with you. I think it really has been a gift. I mean, I know it's been a struggle for so many, and I want to acknowledge that. Like, we've been really lucky that our lives have pretty much carried on. Um, but, again, I, I really took that as the teachings of the universe this time around. Like, you know, I, I try to – I hate to say everything happens for a reason because I feel like that's hard for some people to process, but I'm always – there's got to be a lesson or a reason something is happening in your experiences. So I figured – for me, it was always that I wish that I had more time with my family and that the kids were home more. And I thought about how many times I had said that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to really enjoy it. And you know I have. I've really, unfortunately, work has taken a really big <laughs> backseat because I feel like, too, every season has its challenges and reasons that you're there. And um, I kind of felt that pull from the universe. That was what it was telling me that, you, hey, you've been asking for this. Right. Here it is. Here it is. What are you going to do, you with, gonna it? do with it? Exactly. Yep. And that's the lesson I took, you know, reading more with the kids, talking more with my daughter. I've become, you know, I already was really close with her, but we have become so much closer, um, you know, really learning more strengths and weaknesses, seeing them um, when you're a part of their education. I mean, we did their homework with them, but now we're such... Right. You know, you're almost you're watching them learn. Yes. You know, and how they're learning. Exactly. How do they understand it? How yeah. do they comprehend what they're reading? It's all so important. Um, yeah. My daughter, my the eighth grader, she's been reading a book for her language arts class, and she's just loving it. It's Agatha Christie book. Loving it, loving it. Mom, you should read this book. You should read this book. Well, we went out, we bought the book, and I read it. And it's been fun to just talk to her about this book. Not something I probably would have ever picked up on my own, but it yeah. was a it was a fun book to read. I enjoyed it, and 
those little connections have been amazing. Um, I've done all kinds of silly things like that. You know, what are my kids doing? What are they watching? And, and I'll watch it with them, whether it's a Disney show, something I never thought I would watch, or um, my older one's into anime, so I've watched some anime. And, but it's fun. It's like you're getting to be part of their lives. And I think before, like you said, going, busy, we running busy. around, we don't have time for that. I know both of us, you know, I'm going to call us. We're both good moms. We really are. We give our kids our all, but also we were really just in that daily hustle. And I think that, again, looking at what the universe was trying to like teach us, we, one, don't need to be that busy all the time, exactly. you know, and two, to really embrace the time that we have. Like you said earlier today that the girls are getting ready to start high school in, you know, August and it's four more years. And if we're lucky yeah. in these next four years, we're just going to be like along for the ride. Like they're pretty much yeah. starting to do their own thing. And so it's like as hard as it's been, as many days as I wanted to rip out my hair, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to regret this last year. I don't think so. I actually foresee us being quite sad if they all <laughs> go know, back to right? school normally in August. We're going to be like, what do you mean they're gone? What? <laughs> I know that that I agree with you. Um, So we here in California are still technically not all back in school. I know we have listeners from all over the country that some are lucky to have gone back. Some have been back the entire time. We unfortunately are still not back. um, But in the next couple of weeks, couple couple schools are heading back partially. So you are you have one out of your three going back. One of them is going back to stick with her teacher. Um, it's only two and a half hours a day, so we'll see how it goes, but it's a start and we're hopeful that it's going in the right direction and maybe by August we can go back to school full days every day. We'll see. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Mine, they're opening up the end of the month, but we've decided that our routine, or rather I've decided (laughs) that our routine and what I've established just works better for us than the going back the halftime right now. So we're going to stay the course. They're not opening up to the upperclassmen. So my daughter still would not be able to go back. So it looks like we're going to have another drive-through graduation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's crazy. I don't even know. We haven't heard anything from, because our kids go to different schools, which is interesting, even though we live real close to each other. um, We're in different schools. So different protocols and, and everything is is different across the board depending on where you live and your school. So we don't know if eighth graders are going to get any kind of a promotion. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen yet. So we'll see. Just winging it and figuring it out as we go along, much like the school system right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we just wait for the emails and do what they tell us. So um, other than school, like in finding the new rhythm at home, what else has this year brought you? Any like personal growth that's really stuck out? Oh, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure. I think maybe just an overall, you know, life is too short. Agreed. Um, if you want to go somewhere, if you want to do something, do it. Just do it because you never know when the world will shut down and prevent you from doing that. If there's someone, you know, a family member, friends that you haven't talked to in a while, just give them a call. You know, like live for today. 
I, I agree with you. I think that is one of my biggest takeaways from this. And I think um, I've learned a lot more about myself in the last year. <laughs> I feel like I've, I'm turning 40 in April and I don't know. I feel like there's this, is it the midlife crisis? Yeah, I think is you're it, close. Is, is, yeah. that, is that what I'm experiencing? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I feel like I just, I'm in this place now that um, I really know what I like and what I don't like and what I want out of life and what I don't any longer, what I'll tolerate and what I won't. But it all kind of hit me in this last year. It's, you know, I hadn't been on this personal growth journey for a really long time of, you know, self-healing and just kind of relearning who I really am outside of who I was told I was for all (laughs) these years. Um, But this year, it just all kind of, I don't know, it kind of smack connected and came together in a weird way. And I don't know. I kind of do thank COVID for the time to kind of process all of it. Yeah. To see who you were, who you're going to be. Who I am. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be like 40 and I finally like found myself. I I know, you know, I knew who I was, but it was this version too of, I don't know, maybe what other people kind of thought I was. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I now am so, COVID really gave me this like, I'm solid in who I am and what I believe and gave me like the confidence now to be okay with that. Because as you know, the year two, not only emotionally, it's just been a lot. We had a crazy political, you know, year we had, you know, with all of the stuff that happened with the pandemic. I mean, people's views on everything, it seems like everything came (laughs) to head in the last year. And it's been, I don't, it's been really hard. I mean, there were part of it was really enlightening. I mean, you know, we've talked about it, like learning about new things that maybe you didn't know about, um, being a little bit more in tune of the media, especially and how things are perceived. Right. How and, are, yep. and it's just been so much, but like even with friends, I mean, there's been a loss of, you know, friendships over silly things, but then it's like, maybe they weren't so silly. Maybe they were more, you know, more profound or deeper. It's just been a really this year has just been wild. It's been wild. I think, you know, everyone has their opinions and their views and everyone's entitled to them. And I think this year um, maybe could have taught us a little more tolerance for yes. everyone's opinion. Um, I think we can come out of it on the other side saying, you know, it's okay. You know, this person is my friend or my family member. They don't see certain things the way I see them, but maybe that's okay. And maybe we can all just still love each other and come together and say, you know what, we don't have to talk about this specific topic if we don't agree on it. Or, you know, maybe we do talk about it, but instead of always, you know, arguing your point, maybe you go, oh, I can see why you feel the way you feel. Um, Because why not? I mean, why not have conversations that people can actually converse about and not attack attack and fight or, or just, you know, turn you off? So... I agree with you. Uh, tolerance is is huge. It's something I try to teach in my own home um, so much, but it's been a year of a lot of people just not being tolerant of other people, and it's been really hard. But again, I think that everything kind of happens for a reason. I think some friendships in the last year maybe weren't as strong for me personally as I thought that they were. So there's been a lot of loss, but there's been so much more gained. Sure. A lot of growth, personal growth. A lot of growth. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you do see where, you know, your ideas, your opinions are, are, you know, are part of you. It's who you are and you're not willing to let go of that for someone else. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to, 
to find the people in your life that support you and that um, lift you up rather than yeah. bring you down or judge you or. And I think that's been been big, even with your own family. Like it's it's difficult. For a while, we were very much on different pages with uh, family members on this handling this whole thing and. Again, everybody needs to be tolerant of one another, but it's amazing how even people that you've grown up with your entire <laughs> life can be so not tolerant of how you choose to do something. So it's it's been an interesting year. So health-wise, everyone in your family is, is good. We're all healthy. We um, None of us have had COVID. So, um, but so we're okay. But again, our bubble is small. My you've husband's working small, from yeah. home. It's just you and I here. So <laughs> six feet apart. Not, and we're not usually here at the same time. No. So um so we'll see. You know, I'm not I'm not overly stressed about it, but I do want to be cautious and careful. So we'll see how it goes. I've got one going back to school. She's gonna open up our bubble. Yeah, I'm curious. I am to see how that goes, just because we have had it. So and you yep. know that. So we had it in October and knock on wood, we have all recovered. Uh I will say I feel like two out of the five of us are <laughs> long haulers. I'm one of them. Um, it's been interesting. But yeah, um health wise, it was definitely not anything I would wish on anyone <laughs> um ever. But we survived it and I'm happy that we came out on the other end of it. But I'm with you. We've kept our bubble really, really small. I see you. My husband does go to the office occasionally a few times a month. Um, kids are not in school, not in any activities, and we do have a really small pod that we've kept, and we're very mindful, especially people in our pod that are compromised. We make sure that we, you know, safely quarantine in between, so same. And then I don't think we take it for granted. I think we yeah. really recognize and understand, like, how, you know, thankful we are that we have that that ability to, to stay home. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people that have to go to work. Um, kids are going to school in other parts of the country, and, and it's all okay. I think whatever your situation is, you have to kind of make it work for you. I agree. Um, but, you know, we definitely, I think we acknowledge that we have it kind of easy in that sense where we don't, um, we're not exposed to lots and lots of people every day. No, well, California also made it easy for us. California, yeah, they um, they definitely have. I do have to say that. We just are on a different program here. I talk to friends all over the world, yep. and it's like, oh, you've been back in school the whole time? They're like, what's wrong with California? I'm like, you can go out to dinner? What? Yeah, they're like, you yeah. guys still can't? No, no, no. no. California's rough. They have, they've taken it to heart, and they, they um, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, here we are. We're still standing. Yeah. And I feel like in a good place, in a really... I, I think a year later, we're definitely in a good place. I know we've both been through the... The ringer. Uh, how are we going to get through this day, the next hour? I'm losing my mind. If we can only oh. expose our text messages to our mom community, <laughs> right. they would die. They would know <laughs> that we feel exactly the way that they all do. We do, but... I'm glad we're still here. Somehow we've managed and I'm like you, I'm really optimistic about how summer, I want to get to summer. I've Summer's got my eye <laughs> on the prize of summer and then fall and we'll see how it looks. Yeah. And I think just like this, we're going to take it one day at a time, take it as it comes. I'm sure we'll complain along the way I'm here sure and there will. and then we'll flip our mindset and we'll be say we can get through it. People. Just like we've gotten through everything else. Because if you can get through potty training, I'm pretty sure you can make through it through a pandemic. <laughs> a pandemic. I agree with you. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we hope that you enjoyed catching up with us today. We're sorry it's been a year and some change since we chatted with you, but things have been a little challenging. Yeah. But we're we're hoping to be back, but we're not making any major promises <laughs> on the schedule at this point because one thing the last year has taught me is you can't really plan very much <laughs> right now, especially here in California. But let us know how you've been doing during the pandemic and kind of where you're at, your reflection on the last year, your mindset, and where you have grown.